Good morning. I'm Peter Inch, along with Dan Peterson. We are the co-hosts of the Inch by Inch, the Ultimate Home Comfort Show, presented by Roy Inch & Sons Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing, a service experts company, and a five-time winner of the Consumer's Choice Award, the London Free Press Best of London, and a two-time winner of the St. Thomas Elgin Weekly News Reader's Choice Award. And we are the presenting sponsor of the 2018 World Financial Group Continental Cup of Curling, held in London on January the 11th to the 14th of 2018 and presenting sponsor of the Day of Dreams at Western Fair on September the 13th. So we're going to we look forward to that. Thank you for listening today and we hope you'll be able to listen every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 as we provide you our listeners with some information on your heating, air conditioning and plumbing. But most important the phone lines are open so you can give us a call at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255 or you can send an email to inch by or sorry inch by inch at serviceexperts.com and we'll answer that while we're on the air or after we will bring that uh, to our next show any question that comes in after the show well, we uh, Steve and Nathan did the MS bike ride last weekend. They're still recovering. They survived. <laughs> <laughs> they had to take. They've been on a. Nathan's been on a week's holiday. Steve's got two weeks' holidays. So if Steve's a little older. He needed some extra time to recuperate. <laughs> they had to take time off after riding that bike. Yeah, yeah. but uh, they did. Uh, I was up in Grand Bend when they arrived, and they were walking around and not limping, and they looked good. Our our two friends from. Um, Dallas that came up, unfortunately, on the way to Grand Bend, blew a tire. So they had ended up, it was about an hour later uh, by the time they got the tire fixed and got going again. But uh, they made it, and everybody's recommitted that we're going to do it again next year. That's a good thing. So It's always a good thing. uh, They raised, I think, over $1.4 million. Uh, So they, you know, we were pretty happy, and there was over 1,500 riders. That's pretty good. Pretty good. So I want to thank everybody out there who participated in that, uh, and uh, it was a lot of fun. And we made our first purchase. We're doing the uh, what's called the Gen Next Backpack Drive. So anybody who buys a furnace and air conditioner from us in the month of July or August, um, we are purchasing a backpack for either a elementary school or high school. The... Uh, The customer gets to choose which one, and then it's going to be filled with uh, back-to-school supplies and will be handed out to uh, kids that are heading back to school that are in need of a backpack. Yeah, that's that's a good cause also. Yeah, so we we sent uh, Nicole out shopping um, this week, and she bought the first, I think there was like 24 that she bought that uh, will be delivered uh, Monday or Monday's holiday, so probably Tuesday or Wednesday, Tuesday. and then we will buy again at the end of August. Right. So, so that was a lot of fun. So yep, that'd be good. If you need a furnace or air, make sure you talk to us <laughs> so we can get a get some kids a backpack. That's good to get them ready for school. Now we've got a lot of plumbing questions. I've been holding these for a while. I Dan. know you hold them. <laughs> And we should say hello to Lynn. We have Dan's lovely wife, Lynn's in the studio here. We're going to coach her up to the mic because she has a question about running your air conditioner this time. Uh, Yes, she does have air conditioning concerns right now. (laughs) But uh, our first question is, and it came in from Sue, what is the purpose of a backwater valve 
uh, is there a program to install one or can I get a grant to install one? Well, the purpose of a backwater valve is um, it goes into your basically your basement floor and as a access panel over it and it has a, a flapper in it or a uh, it's like a a wall type thing. Think of it as a wall that comes up to stop anything from backing up from the sewage in the street. A lot of areas have combined sewers, storm sewers and and uh, sanitary sewers. And when we have a big deluge of rain, we'll overload those sewers and it wants to come back into your house. These are supposed to close and not allow anything into your home. The one thing to remember if you have a backwater valve and you have a big deluge of rain is to check your floor drains anyways because a lot of people think they can still flush their toilets. If it doesn't let it back in, it won't let it out either. So you should always refrain from that. Now, the City of London does have some programs available. Um, I think you have to contact the engineer's department and you have to have two or three estimates, but call them and find out what they have available for you. And they they have some sump pump programs and they've got some really good programs going on right now. So the so if I picture the way it works, it's it's up against the ceiling. Yes. And the, so everything can flow out. Right. And if it senses or any water starts coming yes. the other way, that pulls yes. that wall or that door down and right. shuts it. And a lot of them now, um, the door's actually on the bottom. Okay. So that the water going out keeps that door flush to the bottom. And when the water starts to come back, it goes in underneath of that door and lifts it up. Okay. To shut it. The older ones did come down from the top. The flapper was at the top and it was the same thing, would open to let everything out and then flop back again so that if you had anything coming back from the street, it would close it solid. But you should always have maintenance done on those because a lot of times they might seize, the older ones that were cast iron will seize in a certain position sometimes and then paper will start to build up on them, and the next thing you know, you have a plug sewer. Okay. But it's not actually the sewer. It's that backwater valve. Should have maintenance done on it once a year. So it's, and normally there's a, uh, uh, you correct me on the correct term, but I call it a door or a panel that's removed from the floor to get to that? That's right. So that's if you're right. finishing your basement, you need to be aware that right. that's an area that, Right. will have to be got to at least if, once a year. If you see a, a piece of plywood in your floor before you finish it that might be a foot wide by 18 inches long or a, a metal grate or something like that, then you should make sure that you leave that area open because that will be your access to that valve. Right. Okay. Well, we're going to head to a quick break here, but remember the phone lines are open, so you can give us a call at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. They paved paradise, put up a parking lot. With a pink hotel, a boutique, and a swinging hot spot. Don't it always seem to go that you don't... Well, that was uh, Big Yellow Taxi by Joni Mitchell. 
and the office comes out on top again. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. The five votes that they get, I think, could be edging this up. So. I know they they can all put their heads together to come up with something. We're all left on our own. Yeah, and it, <laughs> and the theme this week was a Canadian female artist. Yes. So. Now, me and you were on the same page, Dan. We got a little Shania Twain coming yes. up. So, yes. uh, I won't say who finished second, but uh, it's the guy talking right now. So. <laughs> um, so another question that came in here from Fred it said, What causes soap suds to come out of the overflow when showering? Soap suds coming out of the overflow. <laughs> I thought, and okay, you got too many suds in the tub, maybe, or they spilt the shampoo at the in the <laughs> wrong area. No, the only thing that I can think of for that would be the drain is slow. He doesn't really say whether it's slow or not, but uh, it could be a buildup in the drain line, and then when all of the suds and everything from shampooing and such may not be getting down fast enough. And it's making more suds because water will flow and not always take all the suds with it. And they could be just building up and then coming out. But it's probably a slower drain. So, you know, would you fill the tub? I mean, first of all, get the drain cleaned. And it can be just hair and that caught in. Exactly. I I use... This probably isn't the plumber's way to do this. (laughs) But I use uh, my vacuum cleaner. Yes. And I just put it on it, and and it suck and lift it quickly, and it will pull up that that I can now get my hand on it and pull all that hair and everything else. And then I find it flows great after that. Better, yes. But if you filled your tub with hot water and allowed that to go through that overflow, um, that would help clean that out a bit. Um, Before you do that, just make sure that your overflow is tight. Okay. Because the gasket in there sometimes gets loose, so just... Most of them are held on with a screw, one screw, two screws. Just make sure that that's tight on there so that you don't have a leak down below when you do that. But that is the best way to clean it. Okay. So I hope that helps, Fred, but you could have a slow drain. So yes. you might want to get that cleaned and then and work on it. it may not even seem real slow right at the moment, but slow enough to stop the suds from going with the water. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. We've had this a couple of times about uh, sanitizing ductwork when it's being cleaned. And yes. I think we mentioned it last week, and I'll mention it again. We do not sanitize ductwork. Uh, if your ductwork is stinking, we need to figure out why it's stinking and, the reason. and, and get that out. But yeah. normally, if you do a good duct cleaning, everything's removed from the duct. Yes. But sanitizing it is usually trying to put in a perfume. Sometimes they'll say sealing the duct. Um, but sanitizing is a perfume, and with allergies and that, we don't want to do that. It could affect some people. And then uh, if they're talking about sealing ductwork, I always have a concern at where I inject the sealing mist Yes. 20 feet down the line. Did it get there and seal that ductwork? <laughs> That's right. That's and if, right. if you can't confirm that you can do that properly, um, we won't do it. Uh, I, anytime you add uh, an odor to something... Whether it's a perfumey odor or not, um, that could affect the people in the home. Everybody's different. Best to leave it alone. And it could just mask the, the problem for you know, a right. month or so. And then when, right. this, when that uh, sanitizer goes away, you still have the problem. Yeah, that's right. So we had a question come in from Lauren. It said, what would cause a hissing sound when the toilet is filling 
back up. So, you know, I guess you flushed it. Now it's filling back up and you're hearing a hissing sound. Yeah, that, that, that could be a couple of things. That could be uh, in the main ball valve of a toilet sometimes when, excuse me, when they're starting to fill up and they might get halfway full that will start to slow down and that will cause the hissing sound. Sometimes water wash rushing by the shutoff to fill the toilet, sometimes that washer in there will flap and it'll sound like a hissing noise. So it could be one problem or two problems, but normally it'd be inside that valve and the washers could be getting worn inside that uh, ball valve inside the toilet. Now, on a man's field, there's a red gasket? Yes. Yes. Would that cause that on a man's field toilet? Um, it shouldn't because that's the the flush gasket. That's okay. in the flush mechanism, not in the fill mechanism. Okay. So that shouldn't be a problem. Okay. And so an easy fix, you know, to, to repair that if that's bothering them. It, the easiest thing is to change the valve now, the ball valve now, or inside the toilet because they have them without floats now and arms now and everything. They they are a one-piece construction, so it's, it's easier to replace sometimes now. Well, and I saw American Standard has out now, you know, there was a touchless faucet where you touch it yes. with your hand or you yes. waved at it. Yes. But now they have almost like you see with the uh, tailgate on cars, they have a little <laughs> button you yes. can press down, you know, by the kick uh, plate in your... Yep. Sink, yeah. so you touch it with your foot and wash your hands and touch it again and it shuts off. Yes. And I thought pretty soon you're just going to say water on. <laughs> water on, water off. Yeah. It's the lady on the commercial that claps yeah. her hands. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but uh, I was, uh, I'm going to hopefully see that in the next couple of weeks. So that was neat. Um, how often do you put water down the drains in the basement? Should you do the same in your sump pit to make sure the pump is working? Yes. Both, both of the above. <laughs> so, how often down the? I, I would put it down the uh, the floor drain in the basement, probably once a month. Um, that trap in the basement in your floor drain has water in it for a reason. It's to keep sewage odors from coming into your home, and if it's been dry, that water will evaporate. So depending on the construction of your home would be how quickly that water evaporates. So if you do it once a month, the water doesn't get stale in there. It's always full. And new construction now for the last number of years, it's been code that you have to put a trap seal primer in your, in your plumbing system that automatically does that because a lot of people are not doing that. So you can have you may have a trap seal primer in your home now. If you do, it's usually connected to the laundry tub, which is close to the floor drain normally. So when you open your laundry tub faucet to see if water trickles into the floor drain, then you know you have a trap seal primer. Okay. If you're not sure, then just pour some warm water down there. And that'll help keep the water fresh and keep that trap seal so that you won't get any odors in your home. And we even had that in the shop in the washroom. Yes, we did. You know, yes, there was a there's a drain in there in case something overflowed to right. take it. And, right. And of course, there isn't much water going down that drain. Right. And and on the 
in most commercial applications, there always is a primer. But it's such a small tube, sometimes it'll get corroded on the end, so it doesn't give you the proper amount of water in there anyway. So to put water down isn't going to hurt anything. It can only help things. Smart, but you've got being right down to an art. You think you're genius, you drive me up the wall. You're regular, original, know it all. Well, I was, you know, when they said they thought some guys who knew stuff, I, you know, Dan, that's we're in here, that's why that I, song played. I thought so because we are pretty smart, yeah. So, but they don't impress us much. <laughs> <laughs> No, that was Shania Twain. That was my pick, and we're going to have a Shania song coming up next, which is Dan's pick. We are. <laughs> now, we should say hello to Jacqueline. Uh, Jacqueline is on the other side of the glass. We welcome her to the Inch by Inch Ultimate Home Comfort Show, and uh, glad to, to see that she's here, and we're going to have a great time working on this show together. Um, we had a call come in that, uh, earlier this week that said there's an earthy smell around my sump pump a few days after we have a lot of rain, what could be causing that? That that would probably just be caused from the water coming down through the ground into your weeping tile around your house, and it'll bring that those odors in as the water's coming into your sump hole. Um, I always recommend uh, a little shot of bleach in your sump hole every once in a while because that water does go stale in there also. So not like a cupful. You don't even have to put a cupful in there. It's just uh, a couple of capfuls of bleach in there, and that will cut that odor, and it'll keep it fresh smelling for a while. Now, you know, some I, I see two types of sump pits, some that yes. are seem to be dry. Yes. They don't get a lot. Right. And some that always have water in it. Yes. So on a dry one, yes. you know, my concern is, does the pump work when you need it? That's right. So you need to, what well, we talked about earlier, yes. put a little water For in sure. there. For sure. Yeah. Um, but do you need to put bleach into that one? Or? Probably not. Um, you shouldn't, if the, if the weepers aren't working around your house at the time or... It's so sandy sometimes, the soil conditions, that the water actually doesn't come into the weepers. It'll just go down through the soil. Um, you're not going to get the same. There's no chance for the water to go stale in there or stagnant or anything. So you probably don't need it the same but, as the one with water in it. But And the one with water. Now, is there what I call sealed sump pits? Yes. That, that you know... You can yes. put in that's got a cover on it and a gasket and so forth. Right. Now, the now if you were to build a house today, that pit would be sealed. Uh, most of the time, they were open. Um, a lot of times, they were just concrete and wide open at the top. Then they went to the sump basins, and the lid on those just sat over top of them. Nothing was sealed. But nowadays it's sealed because they don't know what kind of contaminants might go down through the soil, into your weeping tile, into the sump pit, and then into your home. 
Right, if you got fertilizer on your lawn and that kind of yeah, stuff. It may be hard to believe, but that will go down through the soil eventually and get into your home. Hmm. So they're sealing them up now. And that's why, uh, what is it, backflow, not backflow, um, you see them on uh, irrigation systems just so the water can't back into your home. Oh, uh, a check valve. Check, like, uh, yeah. right. So, yeah. and, and they were just concerned that from irrigation system, That's the same right. kind of thing That's that right. around, uh, the, uh, heads water would leak yeah. in, get in, and if that could ever come back yeah. into your water Now, those system. are backflow preventers. Yeah. So depending on what type you have in your system, they have a vent on them that if that ever happened, that they would vent to the, to the ground or to the outside before that contaminated water could ever come into your home. And you need those checked yearly as yes, well. Yes, you do. Yes, you should. So I hope that helps uh, our listener there with the uh, earthy smell from their sump pit. Um, and this one, this I'm going. This is kind of uh, uh, it came in uh, from our office. It should should you put your new air conditioner in the same area where your pool is, or on the other side of the house? And the reason that came in is we had an air conditioner that was less than three years old. Yes. And the coil had just disintegrated now on the outside air conditioner. Now, normally we see that with dogs who urinate on the coils. Right. And they kind of have their favorite corner and it will just deteriorate. So we've seen this before, but in this case they had no animals. The neighbors had no animals, so it wasn't like the dog was coming from next door. Yeah. But the whole side of the coil had deteriorated. What it ended up being was they had a saltwater pool. Okay. And the way the wind blew, yes. it just blew water, mist, whatever, off yeah. of that pool and was hitting the side that of the side. air conditioner. And the whole side of the air conditioner disintegrated. Wow. And it, and again, I called to some friends we have, you know, in Florida and yes. and uh, New Jersey out that are by saltwater. And right. they say, oh, yeah, that happens all the time here. <laughs> you know, because they are having the saltwater or the salt coming off the ocean and deteriorating the units. Well, that's, that's really interesting because more and more people are putting in saltwater pools. So it's something to consider. Yeah. It definitely take a look at it or at least, you know, wash down that, that air conditioner an awful lot yeah. so that you're hopefully washing away that salt and it's not uh, uh, getting onto the air conditioner coil because it will deteriorate. And spraying that with the hose to wa- keep that wash down will not hurt your, no. your air conditioner unit. No, and a yeah. lot of people, they now have grills on them. Yeah. So you don't even see it. You yeah. don't even know this is happening. Um, but you know, as the air conditioner is running, it's drawing in and right. blowing off the top, and what's drawing in is being deposited on that coil. So it's going right through bottom to top, right through the whole coil. Yeah, yeah. and it, and that's where it was shocking to us. It wasn't just a small area, Je- and it was just one side. <laughs> the other three sides of it were good. Were good. It yeah. was just this one side, yeah. and so you know, looking and investigating, trying to figure it out because after we put a new coil in. Okay, how do we prevent this? Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to have to keep an eye on it or move that air conditioner away from the away pool, from that. yes, so that it's not dealing with that at that time. And and they bought a quiet air conditioner because they knew it was going to be by that area, and they didn't <laughs> right. want the noise. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, but that was the first time we'd seen that. 
So now we will be asking, is that a saltwater pool or a freshwater yes. pool? And, yes. and, you know, pay a little more attention to so that. So that is something that uh, your, your advisor will have to take into consideration now when he comes to give you a price on new furnace or air conditioner. Yep. Yeah. So one quick question. Um, we get it all the time. We install uh, right now a free mixing valve with all rental or purchase water heaters. Yes. But we get an awful lot where they say, well, you know, other companies aren't putting in a mixing valve. Why are you doing it? That's right. Um, actually, it's in the plumbing code that you have to have a mixing valve. Um, doesn't specifically say on the water heater, but it says at every fixture. Well, it gets pretty costly to put a mixing valve in on every fixture. And changing a water heater is a major change according to the plumbing code, just like actually changing a faucet, they consider that too. So the, the best way to do that is to put some mixing valve right at your water heater. And that's just to keep someone from inadvertently being scalded, from the water temperature being too hot, um, things like that. They, now, you can bypass that for your washing machine or your dishwasher, but everything else has to be tempered down to uh, 120 degrees. So a tankless water heater, we can set it at 120. Right. So we, we and we can fix it so it can't be changed higher than That's that. That's right. That's so we right. can get away without a mixing valve right. there. Right. But if we put a tank style water heater, we definitely yes. have to install a mixing valve. And, and with a tank style water heater, your water in your tank is going to be hotter than what you want at your fixtures. You're storing 40 gallons of water, whereas tankless, you're not. So that's the difference in those two items. And it, and we keep it hotter in the tank to prevent? Mostly to prevent any Legionella bacteria, things like that, that will, um, if you're away and uh, your tank is sitting there and it's at 120 degrees, there is a chance that bacteria could grow inside that tank. Okay. So we keep the tanks hotter. Now, when we come back uh, from the break, we're going we're gonna to have Lynn step up to the mic so that we can solve uh -huh. maybe a marital problem here with uh, <laughs> should your air conditioner be running today or should it not be running today? And, you know, we, we might have people on the other side of the fence sitting here who still has his air conditioner running today. This may generate a lot of phone calls. That's right. But uh, So remember, our phone lines are open. We'd love to hear from you at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Well, if Steve was here, he would have said, uh, you know, it, it, with with you here, any it was the only reason it went up. Oh, so, it's gone up. You know, you know. <laughs> Steve was here, we'd be going down, down, down oh, from here. So. Oh, <laughs> but he's uh, he's sunning himself down in the Caribbean right now. See, he probably doesn't even listen to us right no, now. <laughs> no, he's probably not. If he was, I would have got a text by now. Um. <laughs> 
So this was one, and uh, it said, my air conditioner has broken down a few times over the last couple of years. And the last time the technician was out getting, he recommended getting a bug cover. I don't understand what good that will do and why I particularly would need one. Well, a bug cover goes over top of the contactor and it prevents our biggest cause is earwigs from climbing up in there because the contactors are warm. They have a little electricity. They create a warm area. Yes. The the, uh, earwigs will climb up in there and then when the contactor closes, it will kill the earwig. But their shell is so hard that yes. the electricity can't go through, so your air conditioner won't work. We will come out with a pair of tweezers, pull out the dead <laughs> earwig, and your air conditioner will work fine. Miraculously, yes. So if <laughs> over the last couple of years we've been out there pulling out earwigs, yes. there's either two solutions. One is to get earwig bait to kill them, that they don't go into right. the air conditioner, or we need to put on a bug cover. Mm-hmm. Um, which will not allow them to be able to crawl up in there. It will just kind of a little plastic shield that goes over it. Really? Really? Um, earwigs, earwigs can be a problem, um, not just on air conditioners. I know a lot of uh, the contactors and well pumps, you know, it's usually a little bit damper area. They will get in there too. And uh, same thing when the points come together to bring your pump on, nothing. Yeah, mine seemed to love my touchpad for my garage door. Really? Yeah, they when I open the lid and yes. all of a sudden they'll start falling out. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, but they, you know, seem to somehow climb up the side of the that and get up in there and, yeah. and live there. Now, my garage door is always opened. It's never stopped it, but it's, yeah. it's one of these days somebody's that I, you know, that doesn't know that's going to open that. I'm going to hear a scream, my daughter or somebody like that, because as they fall out, I'm used to it. Yes. You know, open it yes. up, stand back, let them all fall down. And you'd and, be surprised how many earwigs can get into a small area. Yeah. So either, you know, you got to put earwood bait or or around the air conditioner to stop them, or, you know, if you're getting the maintenance done or you had this problem, yes. we'd recommend getting a bug cover. And there's only two one for a single-pole contactor and one for a two-pole contactor. Well, we seem to have a lot more earwigs this year, and we have the the fellas are coming out to do our maintenance on uh, next Friday, so I'll have to have them check to uh, make sure there's any earwigs in there. We've been fine so far, but you never know. No, and it and it's a seasonal thing. Like I remember back in the early 90s, it was common yes. problem. Then it kind of went away. I think it's almost how wet it is or how dry it is. I'm wondering. We seem to have more this year, and and it was damp at the beginning of the summer, so that could definitely be it. We also want to remind everybody of our 90th celebration. Yes. Um, It's happening on September the 9th. Uh, We're going to have it from 9 to 3. Uh, We're going to have door prizes, which the door prizes, everybody at work now is kind of getting jealous because all the door prizes are coming in. We got weed <laughs> weed whippers, we got coffee makers, uh, yeah. you know, we got nail salon, you know, we got all <laughs> kinds of stuff that's going to be about every 10 minutes during the uh, whole uh, 9 to 3, we'll be giving a door prize away. Yeah. And then we have four just fabulous grand prizes, one being uh, free furnace and air yes. installed, yes. one being a tankless water heater installed, 
one being a whole home plus agreement, which is yeah. a furnace, air conditioner, and plumbing maintenance. Yes, that's a And good the one. fourth one is to come on this radio show like we keep trying to get Lynn to do. <laughs> come on this radio show and do the show with us on a Saturday morning. So yeah, that would be a good thing. Yep. That'd so that thing. Uh, we want to make sure everybody gets down. We've already started pulling all the history out because that's going to take yeah. us about three weeks. And yeah. We've got shirts and jackets and, you know, <laughs> hanging all over the place. And we got displays and plaques. So we hope everybody can make it. And I'm yeah. trying to get Elvis. We're talking to Elvis. We may even have Elvis there doing an hour show uh, during this as well. So um, I think Elvis actually does have a pink Cadillac, does he not? Well, remember that? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Lynn said she was too young to remember that. <laughs> I, so. I'm, I'm not talking that Elvis Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get, Lynn's not going to ask her question on the air. She's too shy. So we'll, I'll ask the question. You will? Okay. We'll, uh, we'll turn your mic on. Okay. Just try that, Lynn. And... Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> I, this all started because... It has been kind of chilly in our house with the air conditioner on. And I inadvertently opened up a can of worms asking Mr. Inch here, (laughs) was his air conditioner still on? Because ours just got turned off last night. Yes. Yes, ours did. But um, what was Mr. Inch's answer? Mine is still on. Yes. (laughs) Um, Now, the, you know, I would say today with the feel of the air, you might be able to open up the windows and shut it off <laughs> because most of the humidity has gone. Yes. So uh, if it was yeah. still humid out there, I'd say leave it closed up because you don't want to bring that humidity in. Yeah. But when I walked out this morning to let the dog out and then try to chase it in the back corner to get it back in, <laughs> it was cold. Yes. It yes. was colder than my house and my house is set at 21. So yeah. what's your house set at, Dan? 23. Oh, we got to move it down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but I'm trying to save the trees, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> but what about the fan constantly as well as that? Well, when you open up the windows and you leave your fan running constantly, you're trying to filter, in your case, St. Thomas, because you're bringing in all that air and then it's going to go through the filter. So... Mm-hmm. You know, one way is that's going to move air to your whole house and, and make it feel fresher, but you may be replacing your filter a little more often because of it. Well, I will be getting a new filter on Friday, Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> so, so go ahead and open the windows Thank and, you, Peter. and save the air of St. Thomas. <laughs> but that is a battle that we have all the time, whether yes. you should open it or not open it. And, right. You know, and it... And it, it can be, a you know, I've seen people open it like, okay, I'm going to keep the air conditioner on for two days and then I'm opening it. And yeah. that, that's hard on an air conditioner. Yes. But I yes. this is quite cool yes. for uh, August. And it is supposed to be cool most of uh, this week, cooler than it has been. So Yeah, if I was camping, if this was a long weekend and I was camping, I'd think I'm camping in May or March or yes. not in August. And right. When I wake up there, but. Hopefully it will, I'm going to Port Stanley later today. I hope it's mm-hmm. nicer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Warms up a little bit. So <laughs> otherwise I'll be wearing blue jeans and a coat. That's know. right. <laughs> um, 
We had a question come in. Says, do you work on water furnaces? And water furnaces, mm. there's two types. You know, I call a boiler can be yes. called a water furnace, and yep. we work on those. But yes. there is a brand called Water Furnace, exactly, um, which is for a ground source, source heat pump, and we don't work on those. Um, so a lot of those we see outside the city, um, a few in the city. Yes, there is a few, <laughs> but. Uh, if it's a boiler, we do it. But if it's a brand called Water Furnace, unfortunately, we don't work on right. those. They're a specialty product. And I think there's two or three companies that yeah. do that. So, well, we've come to the end of the show. I want to thank Dan and Lynn for coming in. Uh, remember, you can listen to a podcast of this show at royinch.com by hitting the inch by inch button on the homepage. And as we say at the shop, life is hard by the yard. By the inch, life's a cinch. We'll see you next week.